Welcome to the Couch of Randomness, episode number 15. This is your weekly podcast over all the nerdy, geeky, goofy, cool stuff that happens. My name is John, I'm your host, and on the couch, as always, Rose. So this week, let's talk about Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Was it good? Was it not? Did we have problems with it? You'll find out. Uh, we're going to talk about some upcoming movies. Absolutely. Hey, guess what? Who knew? Disney has a lot of money, and they kind of flaunted it this week. A little bit. Little bit. Uh, Star Wars has uh, been in the hot seat a little bit this week. Questionable stuff. Bit. Questionable bit. stuff. Uh, DLC. We've talked about it last week. So we're going to follow up a follow little up bit. Follow up on it. We got some clarification on some DLC stuff and some new news, actually. Yeah. And then Nintendo, while we love Nintendo and it has done some awesome things, uh, they've also made a few missteps. Yeah, it's a little weird. A little bit. A little bit. And then let's finish off with some virtual reality and augmented reality and mixed reality talk. Let's see what we, we kind of want out of that yeah. stuff. So let's sit down on this couch and have some fun. I hate starting things off on a sad note. But yeah. yeah, we kind of have to start this podcast off on a sad note. Yeah. So how do how do you put this? I guess it's it's very weird. Not weird. So but- Coco the gorilla, uh, the one that knew sign language and had a little kitten. I think her name. I think the kitten's name was All All Ball. I was think that's what ball? I saw. All something. Yeah, All Ball. All Ball. Coco okay. and All Ball. Um, she passed away this week. Yeah, and. It's actually, like, really sad. Like, she's one that you know, we grew up hearing about all the time. Yeah. Because, I mean, she was 46 years old. I honestly had no idea what the lifespan was of a gorilla. No, no idea. But but it's just, it's extremely sad because she did, she learned sign language. She was able to communicate with... With humans. With humans. She, uh, I don't want to say understood emotion. I think they do understand emotion, but was able to articulate she, her emotions yeah, she was able to communicate about her emotions yeah it just it, it's like she met mr uh, rogers she met mr rogers she met robin williams and like when she was told robin williams died uh years after he met her yeah then she actually signed that she was sad that he was gone yeah it was it's amazing to me it's a very interesting amazing concept that they'd that they have that. Yeah. And, and I, I love that. It's very sad that she's passed away. And I, I, I you're right. We grew up with Coco. Everything we, we learned about gorillas was Coco. Yeah. And just how amazing this species actually is. And exactly. it's, it's just sad. And here's to you, Coco. I guess that's the best way to put it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's all I got for that one. Uh, it's just extremely... It's sad for us. Yeah, it is sad I mean, for especially us. since we saw the Mr. Rogers movie recently. Yeah. Uh, and we got reminded of her. Exactly. And just how she was on, like, every single children's program that I watched. That's true. She was. She was like, everywhere. She was on all of them. She was everywhere. So, rest, Coco. Thank you. Thank you for teaching us that apes can be, are more like humans than we think. Yes. Emotions kind of cross barriers yeah that was great i like that all right well let's do this one let's let's move on to happier things oh we're sure it's happier things so we saw jurassic world fallen kingdom Uh this week Uh 
Rose, you gave it a pass. Yeah. I gave it a see it on the cheap. Why why did you give it a pass? Articulate more than we can in our 30 seconds we try and do. <laughs> um for me it like partially because I just don't care about dinosaurs. It's not that I like them or don't like them. I'm just indifferent. Yeah. I get that. Um so I don't really care one way or the other about dinosaurs and also like the effects were good. Uh-huh. They weren't groundbreaking in this day and age, but they were good. Yeah. And I liked the use of practical effects, too. Like, I got so bored in this movie that I started watching the effects and when they were using practical effects and puppets. Gotcha. And that's really my problem with the movie is that I was bored. That's fair. Like, the first hour was fine. And then you're just like, wait, we're already here? Yeah. I didn't think we were going to be here until like an hour and a half into the movie. Was this okay? This movie was two hours, two hours and ten minutes. Two hours and ten minutes. It felt like a longer than that. It really kind of did, and and it was the second half. And the uh, I mean, technically, movies are in thirds, but the second half. Oh, no, of the movie, it was the second half. The second half of the movie just dragged yeah. on, and it was really kind of ridiculous. Because I'm with you. The the first half of the movie, they're on the island. They're trying to they get uh, to the island. They get to the island. It's let's save the dinosaurs again. Okay, okay, cool. This predictable, is, but not bad. We, we know the story. We we got it. This is legitimately the lost world. All right, let's see what happens. And like, it was very weird after they got off the island. Yeah, and how like it I turned. I honestly thought they were going to be on the island for longer. Yeah, I did too. I, it was a weird, almost twenty minute piece. That was all. Yeah. That, that's all it was. That's what it felt like. And then it's done. And then I don't want to get into spoilers, but I did see one article that was just like, we're going to dive into this odd twist, uh, plot development twist for the Lost World. And I was just there like, wait, that was a plot twist? Because I know what they're talking about. Oh, the fall- on Fallen Kingdom? You said Lost yeah. World. Fallen Kingdom? Sorry, for Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, I know what they're talking about. I'm like, do we need to dive into that, I'm though? I'm just there like, it wasn't even presented as a plot twist. No, it was just, there it is. Yeah. And you're like... Oh, I mean, I guess in theory, it's a plot twist because I thought it was going one way with what yeah. they were talking about and how the shots they did, like, kind of foreshadowed what yeah, what, what, they, what that plot twist was. And then they, they go, oh, it's it this one way. And, and then it was completely different. Yeah. I mean, OK, so. There there were a couple I, I did have issues with this movie. It, it felt long. The script was almost non-existent. Yeah. I, I didn't like that part. I do. I, I mean, mean, when you have Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt in your movie. Yeah. And, and they don't get to act. Yeah. It was very weird. Yeah. That, that's true. They didn't get to act. And it was very. Not really. Nonchalant. Yes. About this. The, the, the whole movie was very nonchalant. It really was. And you're just like, okay, cool. I My, my biggest, I, I, obviously there are plot holes, but. Do we really need more genetically enhanced dinosaurs that like combine two different dino- two or more two or more different dinosaurs? I mean, for do we really Jurassic need to World create different dinosaurs? Yeah, for Jurassic World, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, you gave me a plot, a different style. Okay, I can follow that. But you did it again, and not only did you do it again, you followed the beats from the original trilogy's second movie. Yeah, you did that and then added in something from the first movie in this trilogy. Yeah. 
And you're just like, wait. Why? Yeah, why? Why? What? Where's the new movie that we were told to expect? Exactly. And what's sad is the director, mm-hmm. J.A. Bayona. Bayona. He's directed one of my favorite movies. Yeah. In The Orphanage. If you've never seen that movie, please go see the yeah, movie. Go watch it. It's called The Orphanage, it is, not In the Orphanage. Oh, In the Orphanage. Yeah, called The Orphanage. It is a fantastic, creepy as all get out movie. Yeah, it's in Loved Spanish. It. It's in Spanish. Guillermo del Toro produced it because J.A. Bayona was Guillermo's protege. Yeah. Every every director kind of in Hollywood kind of takes someone like, you're going to follow me. I'm going to teach you how it's done. And then you're going to go off and do your own thing. And that was uh, del Toro's protege. And I'm like, yeah. yes, yes. And like there were a couple times with the dinosaurs where I was just like, OK, this dinosaur feels like a Guillermo del Toro monster. Yes. I remember thinking that once or twice in the movie. And I forgot that Jay Barona Bayona was, uh, was his, yeah. his protege. So, I mean, he did get a little bit of that. Yeah, there were a couple. I agree. There were a couple good shots where it's like, ooh, we're going into that almost horror aspect of that. The first Jurassic Park kind of leaned into just a smidgen, but enough that you're like, all right, I get you. But yeah, there were there were a couple scenes. And I mean, this isn't a spoiler on this one, but there was one scene where a character is actually trying to close a gate. And it's Mm -hmm. almost reminiscent of the first movie when Lex is trying to close a gate and she's screaming. Like from the first movie, and I'm like, why are we like now copying the same oh, shots? You laughed at that, that one. And yeah, I, was, I legitimately I laughed. I looked at you and I was just like, this is not the part of the movie where you're yeah, supposed no, to no, laugh. Yeah, no, no, I laughed because it was almost shot for shot the same thing. And I'm like, like it okay. was a very intense scene. It was and an he's intense just scene over here laughing. Lost I lost it in the theater. And I, you, you asked me, like, why are you laughing? I'm like, it's legitimately a scene from the first movie. Yeah. From the original. Jurassic Park and I was like but they did that like multiple yeah. times and we all love I, I I mean Jeff Goldblum is a freaking treasure for to us <laughs> he is why was he, he in that movie I don't know just to bring back Dr. Ian Malcolm yeah that was it yeah he for was throwback he was in there for three minutes yeah sorry spoiler on that one yeah he's really not in the movie that long and that's kind of okay yeah I, I don't know where they're gonna go with the third movie, I, I do know. I know exactly where they're going to go. Colin Trevorrow is coming back. Yeah. And he has said they're taking out all the genetic parts that they started. Like sure he's they like, are. we're done with that. We're going back old school. And I'm like, you kind of can't. No, you, you kind of mess this one up. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's kind of the same lazy writing as the, you know, the Christopher Reeves Superman one and two I mean, it's not exactly lazy writing. Like him reversing time yeah. was actually supposed to be the end of the second movie that Richard Donner was directing. Yeah. And then Donner got taken out. So they put that as the resolution to the first, first movie. One, yep. And because, you know, Donner hadn't figured out how to resolve the first movie yet. Yeah. And I'm just like, really? You're going to use the same thing twice? Yeah. I'm kind of, it, 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 it's lazy. And I, I wish it was better because I, I loved Jurassic Park and the Lost World. I think yeah. they're fantastic movies. Jurassic Park 3 is awful. Uh, Have I seen the Lost World? No, you haven't. I, I okay. think you would actually really like it. it it's a, it, they, it goes darker. Uh-huh. And it, it uh, Matthew, not Matthew Vaughn, but, uh, oh, never mind. Forget that. I was, was going to tell you <laughs> someone else, but they go darker. Ian's the main character this time. And they, they do a little mix up of what happens with it. And I actually really like it. Who's Ian? Ian's, um, 
Jeff Goldblum's character, Ian Malcolm. Oh. Yeah, his name is Dr. Ian Malcolm. Okay. Yeah, so. that I mean, that's cool. So, I I, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on your uh, your pass. I still stay on, see it on the cheap, at least, because you, um, I mean, you get the dinosaurs, you get the, um, the nice over-the-top graphics. It's kind of cool, but there's nothing too insane that kind of justifies seeing it with the uh, expensive tickets. And the Jurassic Park theme wasn't in there. Yeah, it was. It was? Yeah. Um, oh, okay. I think so. I just didn't hear it then. Yeah, it, it, it's was, it was really kind of in the background. Oh, okay. It was right. not brought to the front. I think I think they almost did once. Once? Okay. Well, if I remember correctly. All right. So coming out this week in movies, the big one, I guess, the, that I found is um, Sicario, Day of the Soldado. I was excited for this because I loved the first Sicario movie. I thought the first Sicario movie was okay. It was it was fun. I like. I don't know about fun. Um, <laughs> I mean Emily Blunt is always awesome. I'm always in for Emily See, Blunt. I feel like that was one of her weaker movies. I will give you that one. I think it was one of her weaker yeah. movies, but still, as a weak movie, she did fantastic. Yeah, she did a good job, but that was definitely one of her weaker movies. Like I enjoyed her in uh, Live Die Repeat more. Day After Tomorrow. Which yeah. one is it? I don't know. I don't know. Nobody no, I, knows. I agree. I, I liked her better that one. And um, she is still uh, sidetracking her. She's the one that I wish they got to play uh, Captain Marvel. And oh, I was going to say Laura Croft. Oh, I would have loved <laughs> Emily Blunt as Laura Croft. Oh, my now that God. being said, Alicia Vikander did so much better than I ever yes. thought she would. Yes, she did. I like I, she actually did a really good job I actually as, Laura her Croft. as Laura Croft. But yeah, I. So, De Sicaro, or Day of Soldado. 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 Yeah, it's supposed to be S-O-L. Oh. This is what happens when John spells in another language. That's true. <laughs> Not that you guys will ever see yeah, this. Yeah, you'll never see your notes. <laughs> but, I mean, okay, so, Josh Brolin is on the uptick with me. I've really enjoyed yeah. Josh Brolin's movies. I've, I've yeah, enjoyed a lot been, of his. He's been really good lately. Yes. He's found some good roles. He's found some good roles. And I like Benicio his... Del Toro, you have loved oh, I love for Benicio as long as we've seen him. Yes. So I was like, yes, we're we're in. We're I'm, I'm in on this. The story seems okay because I, I I like the idea of that they were going to like the U.S. government. It seems like is going to start a war with the drug cartel of mm-hmm. Mexico, and they just decide that they accidentally start a war with Mexico themselves. Like a, a so I'm like, okay. okay, that's cool. Yeah, see, I never understood what the story was. Yeah, that that was like in, that's why I haven't been very excited for Day of the Soldado. That that's what I I gather. Yeah. And then it sounds like they use Del Toro's character to kind of infiltrate everything, but something happens. And so now like Josh Brolin and Benicio Del Toro, who are friends, are now on the separate sides and they're going after each other. And I'm like, OK, I can turn off my brain and I can enjoy this. But I'm starting to kind of look at it again and go, can I, though? Am I going to like yeah. this? I don't think I will, but I'm going to try. I just, I haven't been excited for this movie. I didn't think that Sicario needed a sequel. And oh, I will 100% agree with you on that and one. And especially when I saw that Emily Blunt wasn't even in this movie, I was just like, you know what? I'm done. I I don't really need this movie. No, I agree. I Emily Blunt not in this. And I I think Sicario was one of those complete like, good movies. It was movies, its own story. And we're done. So I, I I'm with you on that one, but I I mean we'll we might try it out. I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, well we'll figure we'll, it out. We'll see how we're feeling later this exactly. week. Exactly. 
Uh, let's let's throw something new in. This oh, but if you guys really want us to see it, then comment below and yeah, we'll we'll talk about we'll it. See what we can do. We'll see what we can do. I right, let's throw something new in this week. Let's let's yeah. talk a couple trailers real fast that yeah, came out. Yeah, a couple trailers that came out this week. So which we actually saw in front of uh, Jurassic World. Yes, we saw both these in front <laughs> yes. of Jurassic World. That's true. So Creed Two is happening. Uh huh. Yeah, it is. Okay, continuing on. Uh, I, I want to be excited about this one, too. I really do, because I loved the first Creed. The, it was fantastic. Michael B. Jordan, love him to death. Oh, he can act. amazing. He can act anything, in anything, yeah. and do anything. I, I really believe that. Including be a likable anti-hero yes. in Black Panther. Yes. Because he is actually kind of the good guy in Black Panther, which halfway I think we've mentioned. Movie, we've mentioned that. And halfway through that movie, he is, for half that movie, he is the good guy. Yeah, and then he... You know, turns. But what I don't like, and and this sounds weird, but I don't like that Ryan Coogler is not directing this one. Yeah. That's what's kind of legitimately turned me off. Oh, the other thing that I didn't understand until we watched a summary of this movie. Uh-huh. I didn't understand that it was the son from Rocky Four. Oh, yeah. It's, it's Ivan Drago's son yeah. that is going to be playing. Who's going to be fighting. I didn't catch that before. Uh, Apollo Creed's Apollo son. Apollo Creed's son. So, I mean, you're pretty much pulling... Rocky Four. Rocky Four, only with probably better actors. Yes. And that's where I'm God, like, all I right, hope so. you have my attention on that one. Yeah. I mean, I still want to see it. I've yeah. spent all the time watching all the the other Rocky movies except for Rocky Five. Yeah. Five? Six? I don't know. I don't remember. Rocky Balboa, maybe? There, there was one we just didn't There watch. were two that we just kind of fast-forwarded through. But yeah, I, 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 I am more excited for this one than I am of Day of the Soldado. I, I am. I'll be honest. I am more excited, but it's one of those. Are we really just rehashing why? Rocky Four? Why and why? I mean, I'm sure there's better I mean, stories we can tell. It's also why are we getting so many sequels? This is the summer of sequels. Hollywood, baby. That's exactly yeah. what it's all about. Hollywood. I know. I but know. Not, but a sequel. Well, this isn't a sequel. Yeah. Going away from the sequel. Welcome to Marwin. Did I say that right? I think so. I think that. Yeah. So this is a new movie from. Um, Steve Carell's in this movie. God, I'm just blanking on the director real fast. Um, I have no idea who the director is, but Steve Carell is the main guy. So if you want to look it up while I'm talking, okay, yeah, uh, it is loosely based on a true story of an artist who gets beat to within an inch of his life and uh, deals with PTSD from that. And like creates this very intense miniature world with uh, dolls and action figures and photographs them. And I mean, I'm very I think that it's more just going to have some elements of the true story. And yeah. then the rest of it is all made up. Robert Zemeckis. Oh, Zemeckis. This is Zemeckis okay. the director. So I'm like, I know it's a big director. Why can't yeah. I remember the director's name? Yeah, Robert so Zemeckis. So the guy who did uh, Polar Express. Polar Express, the first... Uh, Back to the Future trilogy, that yeah. the, the first break, the Back to the Future trilogy, yeah, stuff like that. I I like this because I I love Steve Carell in these more dramatic roles. Yeah, I he, he does so he, such a good job with them. Yes, and it, it's it's absolutely fantastic. Like I didn't know what this was, and then when we were watching that trailer, I'm like, oh my god, I I need this in my life. Yeah, it, it looks it looks so sweet. The story looks legit. Yeah, the acting looks awesome, and the concept of how he's dealing with the PTSD from being beaten from an inch of his life but from Nazis. Like yeah. white supremacists. Yeah. And he's coping with that is absolutely amazing. And again, Nazis bad. 
Yes. Jesus, I don't know why we have to keep on saying this, but Nazis bad. But I, I'm very, I'm very interested in this one. This looks really, really cool. I think everyone should check this out. Yeah. It, I, I want to say this might actually have some Oscar buzz to it already from this trailer. I'm like, this is kind of in Oscar mm. territory esque. I think it's starting towards Oscars territory, but I don't know that this one will be. Oh, it won't be like hardcore buzz, but at least it'll have that trickling of. Okay, I can We're see. We're starting Oscar season. I can see, I can see that. <laughs> All right, so money. It makes the world go around. Guess who has a lot of it? Disney. Disney has a Disney has ton so much of it. Especially this year. Yes. Dis- how, tell tell me. Tell me how much does Disney have? Disney has made 2 billion dollars at the box office. You got to do that with the Dr. Evil Pinky. 2 billion dollars. Yeah. God, that is like thanks to Marvel, Pixar, you know, the Han Solo, the Han Solo movie. We'll get to that. Um, But yeah, just the Incredibles has been doing so well for Disney. Has it really? It actually has. You need to go see that movie. Uh, Just to let you know, uh, looking at an article from The Wrap, this was published earlier this week. The Incredibles 2 made $253 million domestically in six days in the theater. So it's already 32% ahead of Finding Dory, which was the last sequel. And Finding Dory uh, made uh, $486 million. That's ridiculous. So The Incredibles 2 is going to make more. And yes, we kind of need to see it. I'm just concerned because of the light with you and your headaches. That's true. I mean, I like that that it actually says too that Disney, the two Marvel movies that have released so far is uh, Black Panther and Infinity War. They've both grossed over six hundred and fifty million in North America alone. Yeah, that's insane. It's crazy. That is absolutely insane. Yeah, this to is me. two billion just domestic. Yeah, that we're not even adding in international stuff. I mean, Disney has just a ton so much money of money. It's insane. And, and what's what's nice is. What I'm hearing about Ant-Man and the Wasp. What's that? Everybody's loving it. Yay! Like, everyone's going, I'm, I will... I'm really excited for Ant-Man like, and the Wasp. I think that's the next movie that I'm super excited like for. Like, people were almost, like, shocked of going... Like, I've, I've seen a lot of people, the buzz going, I don't know how Marvel did it, but they've done it again. Yeah. Like, this movie was absolutely fantastic. There's just something really magical about Paul Rudd being Ant-Man. Yeah, and that's what a lot of the people are saying. Oh, I'm with you. And that's what people are saying is how they they do so many cool effects with growing and shrinking that it really works. And then Paul Rudd. Yeah. I mean, it's fantastic. I don't know why I like him as Ant-Man. Like, I like him as an actor overall. Yeah. But I would have never cast him as a superhero. No, and he is... But they've... They did such a good job with that casting. He is my one of my like he's up there with like Benedict Cumberbatch being Doctor Strange. Although then, I still don't like his accent. Oh, I hate his accent. We're oh. gonna, oh, I was going to hate his accent. But the second part is the second one is like I'm pretty sure I like Paul Rudd as Ant Man. I actually think yeah. he's probably one of the better cast ones because it's one of those <laughs> you really pulled him out of left field and good job Disney and Marvel. He, he good actually job. works because like he doesn't. He's not really a fighter. But because of his growing and shrinking, he's able to pull it off. Scrappy. Yes. And his his attitude and how he acts lends towards the scrappiness. Yeah. And I think that's where it pulls off fantastically. And it just melds together awesome. And just Marvel has done such a good job with all their casting. Yeah, they really have. So, so speaking, uh, we're not going to talk about casting per se. Right. But, I mean, Disney and Mar- or 
yeah, Disney has made just so much money, a ton of money, so much money just this year, so much money that they dropped the mic on Fox and oh. Comcast by going, hey, guess what? We'll give you seventy one point four billion dollars billion dollars to just to buy Fox. Yeah. Which. What? I don't understand these I numbers. Mean, they, 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 they pulled in the ca- <laughs> And I said this last week. Mar- or Disney will probably pull in some cash and increase everything to get this. They know yeah. they cannot lose this. They need because, this. Because if they if they want to do it right and they want to keep the MCU going until we're dead and gone. Yeah. For our non-existent kids. Yes. And your existent kids. Exactly. If they want to keep on <laughs> making this 20, 30 years down the road, they need to get as many Marvel characters underneath them as possible. And I think they're going to do it. They've already like Fox has already agreed that this is the deal to beat. Yeah. For at seventy one point four billion dollars, Comcast has to meet and or and beat that that offer that offer in thirty days. Yeah. We are and obviously it's happened early in the week, so we're less than thirty days away. I mean, obviously it's still going to be until twenty nineteen before it goes through. Yeah. But I I could possibly seeing March twenty twenty an X Men movie under the MCU. Depending on how I don't know Fox if it'll Marvel, come out as as early as March. I don't know. I mean, Kevin and Kevin Feige, we trust. I don't know. Yeah, but like they need the time to actually cast and shoot. Like even if they already are working on scripts, which yeah. I would be surprised if they're, if they're not. not. That'd be insane if they're not. Um, you're you're breaking our set. Man. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do it. I'm trying <laughs> Distracting to. Distracting me. Com- and I'm getting my train of thought off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, they need the time to actually cast and all that fun stuff. So I don't know. I don't know how soon it would be. Quick question before I'm going to, I'm okay. going to ask you the Fox Marvel X-Men. Uh-huh. What, what characters would you, what actors would you actually keep? Oh, James McAvoy. McAvoy. I, McAvoy. Fastbender. Fastbender. Um, I don't especially love J-Law as. I can, I can go without Mystique. Mystique. Uh, I could really see some, them recasting Mystique or just getting away from her for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I really like, oh, I can't think of her name, but Sansa Stark as Jean Grey. I think that she's doing actually doing a really good job. Yeah, I think so. I would actually love if they kept uh, X-Men Apocalypse's new, the mutants, the, mm-hmm. the original team since they're young. Yeah. I think if they go, you know what, we're just going to give you the contracts and we're going to build it that somehow Infinity War 2 breaks some freaking timeline. We can just yeah. go ahead and grab them in there. And it just keeps on flowing. Yeah. Because you can build off of McAvoy and Fastbender. Oh, absolutely. As the new, like, Tony Stark and whatnot. You could use them. Yeah. And and use the new team along with Tom Holland playing Spider-Man to grow. Yeah. And keep because, on going for years and years. I mean, Professor X has so much money like he could actually fund the avengers for yes. a little bit i mean they could really go hardcore and just do whatever they want as the marvel cinematic universe yeah. but i i think it's the mcavoy fastbender and the cast of apocalypse like the, yeah. young, the young gold team or blue team whatever whichever one the original I team i don't remember what the team it is i don't know but i, I think that would be cool i'd be down with that one yeah this is cool you found this i like yeah. this so uh, staying on the MCU bandwagon, because that's what we do here. Ooh, and that's a lot of the um, news that comes out over the week. Yeah, it really is. Uh, so the, the Smithsonian has actually bought some artifacts recently. 
And they actually bought some, quote unquote, Wakandan artifacts. Um, So they bought a lot of stuff from the filming of Black Panther, uh, which is actually really cool because they're going to put it in the African-American heritage area of the Smithsonian. I'm Uh, down with that. Here it is. African-American history and culture. I wanted to make sure I got the title right. Um, And I think that that's really cool because this movie has done a lot for it really the community. Has. And I, I absolutely love that. It's just, it's so beautiful how they've done this. Uh, like they got a script that uh, was signed by like Ryan Coogler, Kevin Feige, Nate Moore, uh, the producer and co-writer, Robert Cole. And they also got uh, two pages from the original spec script and 24 high-res exclusive photos from production. That's awesome. Oh, and the Black Panther suit worn by Chadwick Boseman. That, that's even better. I, I want to see some of the suits like that. Um, um, what's her? Um, Gara- Dana? Dana? Da- Denai Guerrero? Denai Guerrero. I want to oh, see some of those suits that they have. She has some amazing outfits. In and the and just, I, I would love to see the, if yeah. they've got that stuff too. Because I, mean, I love that they really hard turned into... The African culture. Yeah. And just, it's absolutely gorgeous looking at the. It's so pretty. Just the costuming alone is some of the most gorgeous costumes I've ever seen in movies. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I love it. And like I was actually listening to a podcast where somebody uh, had gotten the book of like the art of yeah. the Black Panther. And they had so many other outfits to use, I, too. I truly believe that. I believe they just probably were like, we've got to just fill we it have, up. Yeah. And I'd rather have stuff on the cutting room floor than, oh, crap, yeah. we need to rush. So I'm hoping that some of those outfits make it into Black oh, Panther, that too. Cool. That would be so That'd gorgeous. Be so awesome. I love their use of color through the whole movie. It's just yep. so cool. All right. Guess what time it is? What time is it? It's Cumberwatch time. <laughs> So we noticed that we've been talking about Benedict Cumberbatch a lot. So uh, let's just keep on talking about him. Cumberwatch. (laughs) Okay. So uh, Josh Brolin actually came out this week and like this article popped up on my newsfeed so many times. Uh, But Josh Brolin actually decided to play Thanos after he saw behind the scenes footage of Benedict Cumberbatch as Smaug in The Hobbit. Cumberwatch. Uh, But yeah, like it was kind of cool because Josh Berlin was talking in the article about how he felt like he didn't he wasn't sure that he wanted to be Thanos because Thanos is all CG. Yeah. And he was just like, well, I don't know that I really want to be a CG character because then I'm going to be isolated from the rest of the cast and I'm not actually going to be able to act and put my spin on it and and be me. Yes. Yeah. Just how do you. Get yourself across if you're not Andy Serkis. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually a valid point. Like, he didn't actually say that, but that was the idea that I got from it. Uh, but then, like, he watched the behind-the-scenes footage, which I feel like all of us have seen a little bit, where Benedict Cumberbatch is just rolling around on the floor and just, like, crawling around and sticking his tongue out and looking like a cat and just... Yeah, just doing all that so stuff for fun. Smaug. And I, I, I love that. I, I yeah. love that. But, like... It was Josh Brolin goes, wow, he did it. I can do it, too. Yeah. He was just like, you know what? I like how physical he was able to be with the role. Yeah. And put his own spin on it. That, that's fantastic. And that was cover watch. <laughs> so Tom Holland linked the uh, Spider-Man Homecoming 2 title. 
Yeah, Marvel has figured out how to do social media. Oh, yeah. And who oh, to give it to. Yes. I love it. That is fantastic. And so Spider-Man is now, Homecoming 2 is now called Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah. Because you got to get that home in there. You got to get that home in there. I, I, I like that they're doing this. And it was so cute how they did it. Because yeah. Tom Holland announced it on his inner Instagram. Yes. He was just like, okay, I'm here at, I think it's New York Comic Con. No, I, I crap. It was like Art Con or something like that. Yeah, it was... It was a con. Um, and he was just like, and you know, there's no new news from Spider-Man. I don't know even how we're going to have Spider-Man 2 since I'm dust. Yeah. And, you know, there's no, there's nothing new. I just got the script and I'm reading through it. And he holds up the script and there's the title. Yeah. It's got the title card of yeah. Spider-Man Far From Home. And you're like, that's cheeky, so Marvel. Cheeky. I, I love like it. it. I, I love it so much. like it a lot. All right. Let's let's go to the other side of Disney, kind of the <laughs> the dark side of God. Disney, if you will. Sorry, guys, we didn't mean to do so much. There's a Disney. lot of di- like, but God, Disney's gonna own everything. That's all we're gonna be talking about in this podcast. I mean, we don't have Netflix this time. That's true. So uh, you get a break from Netflix. No Netflix this time. <laughs> so we all know that Solo performed poorly. Yes, they still made a crap ton of money, but it's still a poorly received movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rightfully so, though. It was a poor movie. Yes. It was a very, very poor movie. So the rumor has it, rumors going around that Lucasfilm is pumping the brakes a little bit on the Star Wars spinoff movies. I don't hate this idea. (laughs) Because Rogue One was mixed reviews. I liked it. I actually, I liked it too. I thought it was actually a lot better. Uh, But like Solo has been so poorly reviewed. See, and that's the thing. I think if they do... And it, I'm going to tangent off real fast. If they do these spinoff movies where there are characters that people actually know and like and feel like they need a backstory. Yeah, exactly. Unlike Solo, where, OK, we already know he was a smuggler. Yeah, we don't need to know Solo. But like, uh, what? how did the rebel group get the plans? That's a cool idea. Oh, yeah. and we can kind of make not make up characters, but there's characters that we haven't explored already already through three movies. Yeah. I, all right, I'm down with I'm that okay one. I, with that. And I agree. I liked Rogue One. I liked Rogue One tremendously more than I liked Solo. I absolutely, I actually liked Rogue One. Yeah, I did too. I thought that I thought it was shot really well. I thought it was it was fantastic. It was more war. Yeah. And I, I liked that. It wasn't the Force. There was the Force in there, but yeah. it was backseat. There wasn't any Han Solo or and, Skywalker. And crap. granted, the Force was not in Solo either, but there also just wasn't much in Solo. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think Lucasfilm, if this is true, is probably I think they need to. I think they need to as well. Pump the brakes on it, which yeah. sucks a little bit because we all want I some of us want a Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. I have mixed feelings. I have mixed feelings. I'm a little more on the, yeah, let's do it, but I'm a little more on the, but why I'm that's where I'm at. I'm like, but why, <laughs> why do I really need this? I, I mean, we already have clone wars. Yeah. I, it's the star Wars fatigue is sitting in. So let's pump the brakes and let's just finish out the trilogy that the we're trilogy on. we're on. Let Ryan Johnson do his thing. Cause oh, his, okay. his is not affected by this. Yeah, I know. So let's see what he does. He's I'm doing his own trilogy. He's doing his own trilogy. Yay. So that, that's interesting. I mean, but people are upset. But what are people upset about? I mean, people are upset with Star Wars and how bad it's kind of going. But people are really, really upset with the Last Jedi. So, like, really, really upset. Yeah, like to an uncomfortable degree. So, fans, Star Wars fans, have raised 
15 million dollars in fake or, money in fake money they plan to raise 15 million dollars in fake money to remake the last jedi and i looked it up they've all like They've actually quote unquote raised. It's more just how much would you donate? They they put a yeah. Google sheet out. How much would you donate to would redo? You, would you donate? You don't put in your credit card info or anything. Just, it's just how much would you how much donate would you donate to redo this? Redo movie? this, and it's made over a billion dollars. Yeah, but I'm just there like, well, if you're making up amounts, then sure, sure, yeah, let's do it. But there is a group of fans who just want to completely wipe the Last Jedi off. It's not canon and redo the whole thing. I'm just there like, no, if we couldn't redo the prequels, then why would we try and redo any of these movies? Just, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I was not a fan of The Last Jedi. No, you I like you like it more I, than I, did. I liked it more than you did than you. But it, I still had like there's plot holes I didn't like about it. There was a lot of stuff I actually didn't like about it. Yeah. What I did like. I, I I mean I did. It, yeah, there were there were some things that I did like from it. I I, I my biggest problem, and I've, I've said this, is the scale of it. It was almost too small for me. Yeah, that was it that was, was almost my, too contained. Yeah, it was too contained for me, which is fine. Like in my mind, I'm like, All right, Ryan Johnson's making another trilogy on his own. He's doing his thing, and they're going to be contained. I know what I'm getting into now. I'm pretty sure I'm going to like him a little bit more. Hopefully, hopefully. But yeah, this the last John I was just too contained for me. Yeah, and it just it felt weird I get that, that it was all. Even in time and in area. Space. Space. Time and space. Time and space. It was all just too contained, and that's that's what really kind of bothered me with the whole movie. Yeah. I mean, I had nothing wrong with the acting. I liked I liked everyone in the movie. I liked, Honestly, yeah. I liked everything that was, like, the di- dichotomy of characters and races that were in there. I loved that. I think that's yeah. fantastic. Which, it seems like that's kind of what this group is kind of bitching about. Yeah, like there's not enough white people in this movie, or males, or something. I'm just like, sit down and shut up. I and I'm I'm going to speak as a male, a white male, half white, half white male. <laughs> That's true. I am half Native American, so I am a half white male. Yeah. So uh, it's already I'm already being you fa- repress yourself. Yeah, I I fall upon <laughs> deaf ears for most people. Shut up! My God, are you that bitchy about a an entertainment? thing that you hold near and dear to your heart that you're going to bitch and complain that oh god a woman's doing something who cares that is ridiculous yeah you are the reason we we are wrong in society if you were legitimately saying this needs to be fixed was it a good movie no it wasn't no not really was it entertaining Eh, it's pretty entertaining is that all you really need to get out of a movie Yeah. yeah Do you don't need some life changing experience from Star Wars? If that's what you're looking for, you need to look deeper than Star Wars. <laughs> My God. And this, these are probably the same people that are pissed off that Battlefield 5 has a woman on the cover. Yeah, probably. Shut up. Calm down. Go find something else to actually better yourself with and not worry about an entertainment thing. Find some better way to spend your time. Good Lord. The movie is made. Just go. The movie I mean, is made and released. I mean, I'm with I'm with you. If we can't redo the original tr- uh, the prequels, prequels, which need to be redone, oh, they those need awful. to be redone more than the Last Jedi. Like if those are canon, this is you better can, than you those. can suck up the Last Jedi. Yeah. So sit down, shut up, and do something better with your life. That's Please. John's rant. Please.
Oh, and by the way, Nazis are bad. And Nazis are bad. <laughs> I be, just accepting, felt like that, be accepting of others. I Who felt cares? like we needed to throw that out there. Man, woman, both black, white, green, yellow. I don't care. Just you, be, accept people. God. You do you, boo. You do you. Exactly. You do you and you do the best you. Yeah. My God. Speaking of which, Sony, step it up. Hopefully those snaps got in. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm like, oh, I got to lean back to get my fingers in the microphone. <laughs> Step it up, Sony. Money does not make the world go round, even though, yes, it does. But Well, it does. It but does. Sony needs to figure out how to get their part of the pie. Yes. That's I almost that's BS. Yeah. That's so much yeah. BS. So face palm of the week. Sony has come out or an executive for Sony who's no longer working for Sony has come out and said Sony does not do crossplay on the PlayStation. Because they don't want people buying assets from another system and playing it on theirs. That's it. That's plain and simple. I don't even understand that. I'm not going to lie. Like, that is so hard for me to wrap my head around. And this is why I'm not in business. Yeah, I I mean, better together. I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm I'm leaning on. Better yeah. together, because okay, like, I, I there was, are so many multiplayer multiplayer games out. Yes, that you can play with multiplayer, multi platform as well. Multi platform, yeah. Okay, and and here here's how I I can not justify it, but at least give an example. I was playing Fortnite with Brandy last night, uh-huh. and I got into my character, and I'm like, oh yeah, I've connected my PC version of Fortnite to my Your Twitch st- account. Which then kind of gives me some stuff from Epic and I can actually get characters and oh, yeah. cool cool stuff that I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about. I pulled it up on my Xbox version. I'm like, oh. It's still here. It's still there. Let me be this guy. Doesn't help me with the damn. if you decided to play but... on your Switch, then you would do that. It would do that too. But you try and play this on your PS4. And you're, you're locked out. And you're locked out. You can't. From, con- all, from everything else. Yeah, you can't connect your... Um, Epic account. Epic, thank you. I was not going to say Valve. I'm like, that's not right. No. Epic account. If you've connected your PlayStation, uh, your Epic account to your PlayStation, you can't connect it to anything else. Yeah, so don't connect your play your Epic account to PlayStation. And I think that's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, so ridiculous that, I don't know, I think there's a there's game trailer amazing, out here, out there. There's an amazing commercial on Nintendo's. On Nintendo's YouTube channel. And Nintendo does not play well with others. And Nintendo's looking at Sony <laughs> and giving them the finger. Nintendo and Xbox. Oh my god. Like it's these two kids playing Minecraft together. She's on the Xbox and he's on the Switch. And they're just in there playing together. And at the end it says survive in the Xbox green together in the Switch red. And I'm just like this is genius. Up yours Sony. It's pretty much what they're saying. And then like somebody on Twitter tweeted out uh, in blue PlayStation uh, survive alone. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I like that Twitter actually, or the Nintendo's Twitter goes, hey, Xbox, you want to play? Yeah, and then Xbox actually responded and they were just like, yeah, what are we going to yeah, build wh- today? What are we going to build today? I love that. I'm just the- there like, Wendy has taught them well. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought too. Wendy's is kind of starting to trickle into other people's like business social I media accounts. I love that so much. And I'm like, that that is fantastic. Absolutely yep. fantastic. Like to me, that whole thing ranks up with uh Charmin tweeting back at us saying the pooping is happening. The pooping is happening. <laughs> I love that. Or was it Wendy's? Wendy, I love the what Wendy's did to um Chick-fil-A. Oh yeah. About hey Wendy, hey, um like Chick- some, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A said something about enjoying uh, our chicken sandwiches. And then Wendy's like, but it's Sunday. 
Yeah. And that's all they had to do. And you're like, oh, yeah, that sucks for you. Yeah. Chick-fil-A. That was ridiculous. So funny. That I love that. I, I hope Nintendo and Xbox keep on doing this until Please. Sony breaks and goes, all right, That would fine. be amazing. Oh, also, Sony, when am I going to get to change my PSN net uh, name? <laughs> Why is that so hard? Why? Yeah, why? I know why it's so hard, but you said sometime you you hinted at 2018. Clock's ticking. I know we got six mm-hmm. more months, but clock's ticking. I know it's probably going to happen at PSN, but whatever. All well, right, if it's going to happen, if it's going to happen, what are you playing? Year. God knows we all know. I am still playing Kingdom Hearts. How's it going? You know, it's actually going really well. Actually, I am very shocked. <laughs> like I, I watched you play a little this morning. And I'm like, oh, my God, I am about to cry because your gaming skills are so much better so much better oh my goodness i have improved drastically over the last decade yes you have (laughs) and i applaud you because i actually tried playing kingdom hearts uh when i first when you and i first met yeah um i actually tried to play kingdom hearts and there were so many things that i got stuck on and there were so many things that confused me and i didn't understand how to do this that and the other thing and now I'm just like, oh, yeah, this game is made for kids. Yeah, it's made for kids. <laughs> I'm my gaming skills are better than kid. Well, I, I can't even say my gaming skills are better than kids, but it you depends least, on the kid. You, you at least understand. I understand the physics gameplay of game. now. Yeah. And gameplay. You get it now. Yeah. And just watching and you. Like I have beat all of the bosses so far. I'm up to the last world. Uh, Hollow Bastion. Yeah. Uh, I just leveled up enough this morning to where I'm going to start that. So next week's podcast, I should be on to the next game. Might be on to the next game. Which I'm so excited. We just got it yesterday. Yep. So obviously you're you're enjoying Kingdom Hearts. Yes. Uh, I mean, what are you enjoying lately? My God. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I picked up Splatoon last week because it was on sale. I did mm-hmm. the... It was on sale. I traded in a couple games so I could get this. Yeah. Holy crap, Splatoon 2 is so much fun. Yeah. I, I have yet... I don't think I've played it in tv mode yet no i don't think you have i've been playing it all in handheld mode uh-huh. and i've been having such a fun time with this game that i'm <laughs> like wow how did i how did i not think this game was gonna be fun it's because the first one was a little more grindy than you wanted because you also didn't understand rpgs and grinding at the time that's true i didn't and i, I at the time when splatoon one came out i was still in the cod mindset of kill the other team yeah and not like i didn't quite grasp the paint everything yeah and that's literally what i do now like my i see my team run off and i'm like no i'm going to paint everything around our loading area where we spawn because that's where we're gonna win yeah and i with the paint with the paint the first minute and a half of me playing the game i am literally (laughs) not even in game terms 20 yards away from our spawn area yeah painting everything and i absolutely love it I somehow started The Witcher 2, or The, the Witcher as well, the first, the one. first one. Janky is all get out. And I was talking to yeah, some friends. You, you had to lower your graphics. I have to lower my graphics card so it'll run smoother. And that thought process just blows my mind right now. But I'm, I'm going to I'm, yeah, I'm get back into that, hopefully, maybe today, possibly oh, and tomorrow. Then, uh, something that you and I both played this week. Yes. Captain Toad demo. Oh, the Captain Toad demo came out. And it's, it's so cute. It is so one of the most adorable games I've ever played in my life. Like I'm, I kind of want to get this full game too. I I figured you would. Yeah, I figured you would. It's one that I can actually play because there's not a ton of jumping. No, there's there's no jumping. Toe <laughs> Captain no jumping. Toad does not jump. <laughs> so it, it's just yeah, it'll just be some of the puzzles that I have yeah. to figure out. But that's not bad. But yeah, Captain Toad demo. If you haven't played that 
on the Wii U, which on the a lot Switch. Of, on the no, well, if you didn't play it on the Wii U, because most of you didn't have a Wii U, grab it on the Switch because it's fantastic. Yes, I cannot wait for that game. It's so cute. Um, also, where's our Captain Toad amiibo? Yes, Nintendo, I love you to death. Where is a Captain Toad amiibo? Because we have a Toad amiibo, but we need a Captain Toad amiibo. I, They're I said different. It, I said two pack. You'll sell a lot. Two pack of Captain Toad and Toadette. Oh my goodness! That's that all would you be need. So cute. That is all Both of them with need. their little searchlights. Yes. Oh. That is all you need. I'm so in love with that. Make it happen, Nintendo. Please make it happen. All right. So we're game collectors. Yes. And we actually went out hunting we, for we games went out yesterday. Hunting, went, out, went out with hunting. So a little, little personal on what what we went and got. I got something that I have been wanting for years. For years. Like, you told me about this probably five years ago. Yes. When we probably started looking at, maybe we should start collecting games. Yeah. Or at least some of the rarer stuff and very yeah, interesting Yeah, get into concepts. some of the older games. The older games. So I found... an accessory. Yeah, I got an accessory. I'm excited for said accessory. I found the Nintendo Power Glove. Yay! In pristine order it's actually in really good shape well maybe not pristine we still need to clean it up oh, i gotta clean it a little bit and trim up some of the but loose like, hair or loose strings but yeah but like it's not dented or anything no it's like, fully it's functional in good shape and i cannot wait to display it i don't even yeah. know how i'm gonna play the stupid thing i've just been wanting one for i don't know so long i never had one when i was a kid yeah and i was like let me let me see what this is like and i found it on facebook and the guy i mean he wanted too much i'm like i'll give you this and the guy was like, yeah, I'll take it. I'm like, okay, wasn't expecting that. Yep. I figured we were going to haggle a little bit, but thank you, sir. drove an hour so that we could pick it up and also visit some gaming stores gaming that stores. we like. Then we hit up some places, got some cool... I got the next game in the Kingdom Hearts saga that I needed. Yes, that was pretty much the main need, reason we went out there. Yeah, I needed a re-chain of memories yep. because I have chain of memories on the GBA, but I wanted to get re-chain of memories on the PS2. Uh, and I haven't seen it in our area. Yeah, it's been hard to lately. find. But we're if you live in the Dallas Fort Worth area and you know a good gaming shop Please. at the geek level, let us know because us I'm know. really looking for one, and I don't want to. Well, I don't mind traveling hours out to get stuff. Yeah, but, but it, I mean we're tapped we, out here. If we do drive for hours, then I would like to go to more than one store. Yes, because yeah. that's what we did yesterday. We were out all day, but we hit up like 10 different places. Yeah, the, the well is pretty dry in Dallas Fort Worth. Yeah, and especially for the prices. Yeah, it, they're way they're too expensive. They're a little expensive. more expensive. They're way too expensive. All right, so let's talk about some video games coming out this week. Oh, wait. Wait, what? First off, what is the Power Glove? Oh, yeah, the Power Glove is an accessory that you plug into the original NES, the Nintendo system, that you put on your right hand. It's got a D-pad and some buttons. Would you, if anyone does, if so people, many buttons. If people don't know what it is, you need to look up a trailer or see if you can find a movie. The movie called The Wizard. It is literally it's Fred Savage, I think, is in this movie, and it's pretty much a giant commercial for Super Mario Three and the Power Glove. <laughs> and it's absolutely fantastic. Like this kid that has the Power Glove, he's like the best gamer ever. Is straight up rocking business in the front, party in the back. Oh my it is straight nineties nostalgia. It oh, is so we might stupid. Need to watch that. But my God, and you can see this kid's like, I have the ultimate power with this glove. I think it's something to that effect. I mean, it is so <laughs> cheesy, but my God, it's amazing. And I've never okay. played with it. I've never, I've never actually touched one. To be honest, that was yeah. the first time I touched one. 
which is when we bought one yesterday. I was just so excited. Like, we don't even know what half of the cords do yeah, with I, this there's thing. There's so many peripherals that go but with this But we got the like, manual with what it. Is I'm this? so excited that we got the manual. So that's cool. That I mean, yeah. I, I'll figure it out, but I just wanted one to display. Yeah. Legitimately, that's all I wanted. If I could find one in a good condition, but this thing works, so I'm yeah. excited for that one. All right, games coming out this week. The one Rose is absolutely excited for is The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit. No. Um, the next one no. that's coming out the PlayStation no. Four, the Xbox One, and PC. No. Um, it's set in what's the game called? I'm gonna let you figure this out because I don't like it. Life is strange. It's set in the life in strange worlds. The only thing that I will contribute is at least it's free. Yeah. Okay, so the next one is Lumens Remastered. It's Luminous. coming. From, Luminous Remastered. It's coming from the Switch. And I've legitimately just blanked out what that game was for or how uh, it plays. It's a puzzle rhythm game. That's right. I was like, why don't I remember what this yeah, game is for? Uh, Luminous, I always think of lights. Yeah. Um, and it has to do with rhythm games. I think it was originally on the PSP. Yeah, I remember it was on the PSP. So that's kind of cool. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll look at that one. And then for the Xbox One fans, you're getting near Automata Become As Gods. It was Which is much, really just Nier Automata. Yeah, it's just a collector's edition of Nier Automata. <laughs> cool game. Yeah. I've played a couple hours of it. I actually really like it. I need to get back into it. Oh, and by the way, there is a book up on uh, Amazon. It's not out just yet, uh, but it's The Strange Works of Taro Yoko. And he's the guy that directed Nier Automata and several other strange games. Like, it looks he's, pretty cool. He's the game director that you only see with a weird face. He, yeah, he wears weird a mask. moon face. Yes. He is very creepy. But I dig him. But he's genius. He is a genius. All right, so let's let's talk. I mean, money. We're we're always about the money. I guess I don't know. But we talk. We've been talking about money like this entire podcast. We really have. So let's talk about it more. Let's, let's talk about money. <laughs> so if I asked anyone out there, what is the top grossing franchise worldwide? Whole what, franchise. Whole just franchise. Whole franchise. Whole franchise. All the books. All the merchandise. All the movies. Everything. Games. Not. Not just one aspect. Yeah, everything. Everything everything encompassed. Most people probably jump on, well, it's got to be Marvel or it's got to be Star Wars. Yeah, something. And you would actually have pretty good guesses. You would have the second and third. But you're wrong. The second one. Because it's Pokemon. Yeah. Which blows my mind. It's insane. Uh, But yeah, just Pokemon makes so much money. Like just in the U.S. uh, since 1996, when it started... Pokemon has earned about $59.1 billion. Top grossing franchise. Yeah. I just, I never would have thought of that. I, when I read that, I'm like, no, you're lying. And then I, I read the article. And I was, I'm like, oh. Now, granted, this oh. also includes uh, Pokemon Go. Oh, yeah. That, that's a, that, that made them a billion. If yeah. I remember correctly. I think so. Uh, so that's kind of crazy. Oh, Star Wars me. is second. And it drops a lot. Yeah. Like it drops down to $42.9 billion. So almost, oh, what is it? Over, almost 10. Almost 10. Almost $10 billion. Almost $10 billion. Or no, I'm sorry. I, I thought it was like 12, 12 or 14. Mm, 17. 17. 16 to $17 billion. 16 to $17 billion. billion is what Pokemon has up on Star Wars. Yeah. That's crazy. Star Wars. It, yeah. Star Wars has been around longer. Yeah. Technically. Yes. Actually, yeah. yeah it's just it, been it, around it has, longer. It has been all around longer. Yeah. It has. So that's insane to me that that Pokemon, Pocket Monsters, yeah. is the top grossing franchise. But when you said that, I was like, no, I guess that does make sense because they've had the Pokemon cards going for years. Yeah. Mul- like 
annual games. Yeah. I think they're on like movie 18. Well, movie and they're still doing the anime series. Yeah, they're still doing the anime series. They have manga. They've got Oh yeah, I forgot that they have the manga. Yeah, they've got the manga they've which got, is translated into so many different languages. You've got stuffed dolls, you've got yeah. um like, everything. We're even considering getting starting some of the stuffed the plushes. The plushies, yeah. I think they're cute. So I, I wouldn't yeah. mind doing that one. But yeah, that's just absolutely insane. Just something like, really? Pokemon? And then the third biggest worldwide is Hello Kitty. That so one actually. Japan has two of the top three. Three. That's crazy. It's kind of insane how many are like animes, though. Yeah. That's on that list. Of it, like the top 20. Yeah. That's they've just, got like, I think it said half of them are anime or something. That's insane. Like, I, it's a lot more than we think. Yeah. Absolutely. I know that. All right, so let's let's talk about probably my second most excited, like most anticipated game of 2018. Uh huh. Red Dead Redemption two. two, which is a prequel. Which is a prequel. So I don't understand why it's two. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that <laughs> one. I'm still light, kind of confused, but whatever. I'm in because I I love yeah. the first Red Dead Redemption. And honestly, the way around that is just give it a subtitle instead of just Red Dead Redemption two. Yeah. So apparently, there's a leak that. Red Dead Redemption 2 might be coming to the PC, yeah. which would be pretty interesting. I'm still going to get it on the Xbox because that's where I played the first one. Yeah. But I, I think that'd be really cool because I, I like, again, cross-platform. Yeah. I mean, give people the opportunity to play one of the greatest Western games, if not the greatest Western game of all time. Yeah. And like, especially if they release Red Dead Redemption 2 and if you buy it. You get one or you get one for cheap. That would be the way <laughs> to go, Rockstar. Cool. That would be yeah. the way to go. That's okay. The source of this leak is one of the most random that I've seen in a while. What's that? It came from LinkedIn. Well, that's weird. Yeah. It was one of the devs. Uh, he worked on GTA 5. L.A. Noir is a programmer. Uh, and he's currently working on Red Dead Redemption. And in his little bio... Then it said, you know, it's got like L.A. Noir on the PS3, Xbox and PC, Grand Theft Auto 5 on PS3, PS4, Xbox 360 and the one and the PC. And then Red Dead Redemption 2. He's got it listed as PS4, Xbox One and PC. So from that, people okay. are just like, oh, this is coming to the PC. OK, he's so ha he's taking it out since then. OK, so his it, it was you literally it was a LinkedIn resume yeah okay that makes more sense i'm like wait i'm missing something leaked in resume leaked Red Link, Dead. yeah linkedin linkedin oh, that's i'm just like how is linkedin on this didn't we get it linkedin wasn't that how we got um god there was something that got like they're making dlc for it and it's through linkedin i think i thought oh final fantasy didn't they do like they were looking for a Game designer for the Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh, they might have. Well, I think that was on LinkedIn as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, but they were like put it out there. It wasn't someone's resume. Yeah. It was like they were looking for a. Yeah, it was a job title. Yeah, or job listing. It's crazy to me. Yeah. All right, Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> you may have messed up a little bit. I, I don't know. How do, how do you feel about this? Um, I mean, I don't hate it depending on how it's done. Um, but basically, what's happened is Kingdom Hearts three will probably have some DLC. That makes sense. And we're going to talk about it here in a little bit, but if it's more along the lines of how Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is doing it, I'm more okay with it. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is probably going to have some DLC, 
but they can't give us met much information about it yet because they still haven't quite finished the game. Yeah, understandable. So I think it sounds like what they're going to do is the DLC will be an expansion of the main story. Yeah. You can't get it through. There's not going to be a season pass or anything. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how many they're going to have. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it sounds like it's going to be something that they just don't have time to finish for the main game. Okay. I and mean, I'm just like, so long as it's not like Final Fantasy where you just don't finish the game unless yeah. you get, yeah, there's like you a don't difference. have a resolution. If they're just adding stuff in there to expand to upon ex- the story. Yeah. Or that, like to throw in another kingdom. Yeah. That, then that's cool. I'm okay with that one. But like yeah. Xenoblade Chronicles, we finally figured out that explanation for what's. Yeah. The, Cause we were talking about this last week. Like wh- what is this um, okay. DLC? So the expansion storyline is called Torn of the Golden Country. And you can play this expansion without having the main game. Yes. The part that I was confused about last time was if you buy Torna, you also get the DLC for the game. There is DLC for the main game. For the main game. Okay. And so if you get Torna, you get the DLC, but you can't play the DLC unless you have the main game because the DLC is for the main game. Interesting. So I, I we were talking about this on our hunting trip for video games. Yeah. That we we might play this a little differently. Like yeah. you have Xenoblade Chronicles 2. You haven't started, obviously. Yeah. You, you've got Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. I've I don't have either others. of them. Yeah. I'm thinking about playing Torna. Torna first. Because it's a prequel. It's a prequel. It takes place five hundred years before Xenoblade Chronicles, Chronicles 2. So I'm thinking about maybe me doing uh Tora for first Torna first. Torna first and then go into Chronicles. And you go backwards. Yeah. To see. Like I start with Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and then play Torna. And then see what's different or how we how we perceive characters differently. Yeah. I, I would be very interested to see that because that it kind of kind of comes down to do you read the book first or do you watch the movie first? Not quite because this is a prequel. Oh, it's a prequel. That's a good point. So, so it's, it's more like do you watch Star Wars New Hope first or do you start with The Phantom Menace? Ooh. Ooh, I like, like that's that. That's more of how it how this is. But it's pretty cool because Torna is actually a part of the story that they had started developing for Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Uh-huh. And then the developer creator was just like, you know what? This is going to take too minute too much time and too many resources. We have to set it aside. Yeah. And then Xenoblade Chronicles did well enough that they were just like, hey, let's do some DLC. Let's do an expansion. And so the creator was just like, you know what? I still have this in my notebook. Let's n- unleash this. Let's do it. Let's, let's do this. Yeah. One. I, I think that's cool. I just think I, that's cool. I, how I like they're that doing stuff. That. I'm interested because I think we are going to do it. I've been wanting Xenoblade Chronicles too. Yeah. I, I'm still trying to find that RPG, which is probably going to be the Witcher, but I'm trying to find that one where I'm like, <laughs> that's the lore I want to jump into. Yeah. I, I get think, that. So I'm, I'm going to, we're going to do that one. All right. I've already just completely confessed my love to Splatoon 2. Yeah. I love the game it's so, so much. I mean, it, it, it's very interesting that you I can get in and out of games real fast. Like, yeah. they load back up. Like, once once the match is done, they load up really fast, and you're back in. And, and it's very, all right, cool. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Let's keep on going. But what I love is it, Nintendo and the developers come out have come out and said, Splatoon 2 has, to, has Mexico to thank for its visual style. Yeah. And I was thinking about that going, wait, what? Because, I mean, it it's supposed to look like. Tokyo, not 
really? Or Japan, but then I... I think I, that was the first one. That was the first one, but when I, I, I look back at... When I'm playing Splatoon 2, after I read this article, I was like, oh no, I actually see it. That's actually really cool. Like, the, yeah. the colors, the vibrancy, and just everything that's in Splatoon 2, you're and like... The, their style, too. Yeah, the, the style of like the clothes. Like, living here in Texas, we get a little bit of that influence. Yeah, I was like, oh no, I, I see it now. Okay, that's actually really kind of cool. Yeah. I dig this. I actually really love it. I just a quick little. I, just, I think it's really cool that Nintendo's not like, oh well, we can only, uh, we can only have games that are based in Tokyo, Tokyo or anything like that. Like mm-hmm. I like that they're just like, you know what? This is our new IP. Let's base it on another country. Exactly. I I, I that's dig really that. fun. I, I like that it, Nintendo is very inclusive in a lot of yeah. that stuff, and I I actually really do like about like that about Nintendo. Yeah. Negative side. Well, I don't think it's a negative sign. I mean, so Splatoon 2, probably Mario Kart, and all the games that are coming out after... Is it August? It's August, right? I thought it was September. Is it, oh, it might be September. Is You're going to have to start... We've talked about it. It's going to have to start paying for Nintendo Online. Yeah. Right. I guess rightfully so. I'll give you a little bit of pass. Fans are upset because now they have to pay to play. Yeah, for something that is currently free. I, I understand the reasoning behind this yeah. that people are upset about, but then I th- I think about it going... You were told up front that this was going to eventually be a paid service. Yeah. And so did you just kind of forget that idea? Or... I think they might have. Yeah, I think they did too. Because, I mean, I understand like, all right, yeah, I paid $60. I paid 10 for mine. But $60 for this game. And um, now I have to pay even more to play it online with my friends. Yeah. It's $20 a year. Yeah. Again, shut up. I mean, most people already have an Xbox or a PlayStation in their home. And there are, there's a lot of services on those two that you have to pay $60 a year for. Exactly. And Nintendo is even offering a discount if you have more than one account. Yeah. And we, we've talked about that one. And that's something I'm still trying to figure out the yeah. ins and outs of. If we we'll can get there. family count that one. But yeah, I mean, come on. I under I understand. Oh, it's free. It should always be free. No. No, it's not how it works. It, it's not, especially since Nintendo. They just like we've once, been beta testers for the last all year and a half. Yeah. Of how their online structure work. And also, let's be honest. Let's think about this. If I'm going to be paying for something, it better be work a lot better. That's the hope. I mean, Xbox Online, <laughs> the gold, that's fantastic. That's yeah. why Xbox is so good at their online stuff, because their servers really work really yeah. well. So Maybe if we give Nintendo some money on for their online capabilities, maybe they'll work a little bit better. That's the hope. That's the hope. We I'm not 100% really sure that's going to work, but that's the hope. Yep. People are also upset from Mario Tennis Aces. Yep. I thought, I was like, wait, people are trying to refund Mario Tennis Aces? Why? Like, I thought it was hard, per se. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't bad. I was like, is it, are people just, is it, there a glitch in the game that I'd, from the full game that I didn't know about. Right. No. People are upset because you don't get to actually play tennis. You don't get to play a full game of tennis. A full game of tennis. And I was like, wait, what? And I mean, I was going through this article and it's. You um, it's uh, tennis. Regular tennis is broken up into sets to win a set. You either need to be the first to win six games or if there is a tie at six games each win a tiebreaker. The final set, either best two out of three or best three out of five, must be won by two games. So, example, like four to six, eight to six, 
10 to 6 and so on. But with the tenant with Mario Tennis Aces, it's the best of three games. There's no yeah. sets in this. No. And you can't go into the settings to make it a full match of tennis. And I actually agree with the fans on this one. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I play baseball games. I can play nine innings or I can go in and switch it to play five innings to get a quick game in. Football, you can play 15-minute quarters, quarters or you can go to five. You're still on a 100-yard field in-game. Yeah. But this one, like, I was reading some of the players and they're like, well, we can't figure out. Like, the games are too short for us to play and figure out how to strategically <laughs> play against another player. Right. You just hit the ball as hard as possible and try and get it past them in the best Ugh. of three. Yeah. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, there's not much strategy. There's no that. strategy. And I'm like, you know what? That makes sense. That makes sense. You're you're 100 percent correct on that one. So I don't blame these people for going, hey, we actually want a tennis game. We want a full on tennis. We want game. a full on tennis game. And I'm like, you know, I, I, I agree. Actually, you, you deserve a full on tennis game if you're going to pay $60 for one. Yeah. So Nintendo, step it up. Step it up. We're calling out everyone on this podcast. <laughs> and, and this time it's not the fans. Yep. All right. Everyone mark the calendar. This Friday, yes. June 29th. Yes. The NES Classic is coming back in stock. Every single GameStop will have at least 10 is what they say. So get there early. Yeah, get there early. GameStop's going to have them. Looking this morning, since we record on Sunday, I was uh, Target at, on their yeah. ad actually has the NES Classic. Best Buy is going to have it. Walmart has already started selling a few, but only in select areas, which yes. not in the DFW Not area. in our area, because I've been trying. Yep. Good luck, everyone out there. Peace be with you. Remember, don't be a dick. And don't, don't get, take ours. And don't take ours. <laughs> I'll come after you. No, I won't. I'm also kind of hoping that maybe Amazon does their thing again, where they're just like, let's put this on the treasure truck. I'll do the treasure truck as long yeah. as they don't like take it away from other people. Yeah. Like that. Like I, felt I, I bad still about feel that. bad for having one that I probably took from someone else. Yeah. Because Sorry Amazon about that. sucked. But yeah, be prepared. Be ready. Let's do this. Everyone yeah. tweet at us that you got one because we'll be tweeting that. We're, <laughs> yeah. We're waking up early on Friday yeah. to go stand in line. I'll probably call one of my friends. To see if I can go stand in the heat. Yep. All right. So let's talk about something interesting. You you found this one. Uh huh. What what is Lonely Streams? So Lonely Streams is a website where you can go to check out all kinds of Twitch streamers who have zero views. Awkwardly enough, I love this. It's actually kind of genius because like I've gone through Twitch and you have to go like you have to select the game and get into it and scroll all the way over, at least on the Xbox. I haven't gotten too far into it on the PC. Yeah. Uh, not Xbox, the PS4. Yeah. I was um, that one but yeah, but, it's, it's interesting because you can go, I mean, popular channels and obviously ninjas always up there. Always. Always. Which is cool for him. But yeah, it's one of those things like I want to look at like some I want, of the, to, I want to see what no what the nobodies are doing. Exactly. The ones that are just trying to make it in, trying to trying to stream for either to make money, to become or big, to or fun. just to have fun. I don't care. But the ones that are zero to like under fifty yeah. viewers. I, I think those are fun because you could probably have a little more personal connection with those people. Exactly. And I and I think that's actually really cool. I'm I'm gonna check out this lonely streams thing because I want to see 
just other yeah. people, how they're doing. Also, it. that way we can see what other people are doing, what we like, what we don't like, because we need ideas. We do need ideas. Because Be- we have our super secret secret project. Yes. Cough, cough, hint, hint. So uh, you might want to go to Couchcapade Plays and follow on us on Twitch because we may. There's a small chance. Small, small chance that we have been working on streaming. We're not there yet. No. But once we know when we're starting, I think we're going to try to start within the next couple weeks. Yes. Next couple weeks, we're going to be doing it. So keep an eye on our social media at the geek level, and we will let you know exactly when we're starting. Yes. Let us know what kind of games you want to play. We have an idea of the first game. I I think I'm going to do it. Yeah. But yeah, we've been working on all the like assets. Yeah. We still have some things to iron out. And how this works properly, because streaming is so much different than being on YouTube. It really is. And doing this podcast. So I've I've literally been doing research as much as I could to figure out how this works and how we have to do it. And yeah, hopefully we'll be engaging with you guys. But yeah, come check us out. I like the idea that we're going to be two of us because one of us is going to be playing. The other one's going to be with the chat. Yeah. So we will so have we'll definitely interact you with you guys. Absolutely. Even um, if it's just me reading articles on my phone, I'll read them to you guys. My sultry voice. Okay, Sandy Rivers. Look, I do what I got to do for the fans. That's true. But yeah, it's couch all for the people. Couch Capades plays on Twitter. We, I think we're setting Couch Capades plays on Twitch. Twitch. God, there's so many T's. <laughs> there there's are so many T's. I think we're looking at two. Three days a week, maybe? Probably two. Probably two for right now. At least to start off. Yeah, just to get our feet wet and yeah. figure out how it works. So that is our super secret, secret super project we've been working on for God. A month or two? Yeah, a month or two or something like that. So come say hi to us. We'll let you know, like Rose said. Follow us at the geek level on social media. Yeah. We'll go from there. Um. So let's, let's go into our big quick topic because this podcast <laughs> is kind of running a little bit longer than I anticipated. It happens. So Google, Google, almighty overlord Google, uh, they have an AR app yeah, that measures things. Which we didn't know about. Yeah, I had no idea. It just showed up on our stuff. It showed up on my feed, my news feed about how Nintendo, Nintendo, Google is working on AR. Yeah. And I find this like super interesting. Yeah. Because I mean, AR is a very cool concept that we it haven't really been is. able to explore much because we just haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. Pokemon Go is probably the closest thing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think Ugh. it's very interesting that there's a it measures like a banana. Like that the article shows a banana. It well, measures things in the real world. In the real world and you don't have just to just using your phone. Yeah, you don't have to pull out a tape measure which since I laid flooring on Friday, this would have been really really awesome to have. Yeah. Instead of using a tape, even though the tape measure is more accurate and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, so on here, like they've got this banana. They say that it's about eight and a half inches. And then right under it, it says plus or minus half an inch. So there is a margin for error. There's a margin for error. And half an inch is a lot. It really is. When it is. comes to like so, I mean, woodworking for, and stuff like that. Don't use it for flooring. Don't use it for flooring. But uh, that is a lot. But it, this, this kind of got me thinking. And what it got me thinking about was the differences between AR, VR, and MR, uh-huh. and what, what we want out of them or a game that we might like. So let, let me go ahead and define all of these for everyone real fast. Yeah, because there's a lot to it. There is a 
ton to it. So hold on. Give me a second. That article kind of got kicked out because <laughs> I, I like the definitions of this. Okay. All right. So VR, virtual reality, immerses the user in a fully artificially digital environment. Okay. Augmented reality, AR, overlays virtual objects in the real world environment or on the real world environment. Yeah. Mixed reality, not just overlays, but anchors virtual objects to the real world. Yeah. So you interact with an, if you're in oh mixed reality, I said mixed reality. If you're interacting with something in mixed reality, you're interacting in the real world, but it's something different in your virtual world. Yeah. So like in the virtual world, you might be in an office and you have a cup off to your left. And in real life, you have a cup off to your left and you pick it up and drink from it. And that's actually part of the game. Yes. I, I was like, this is very interesting because I know PlayStation has VR, Steam or not Steam, but HTC Vive. You've got Oculus. You got Samsung has theirs. Xbox has come out and said they're not doing VR anymore. Yeah. Uh, they still might be working on the HoloLens. I'm not 100% sure, but the HoloLens know. is augmented reality. But also, I thought that was connected more to computers and less to the Xbox. It, it is. Yeah, it's more computer-based. Yeah. And I know they're making, yeah, the HoloLens also, like, the AR version of Windows. Like, you can actually put Windows oh, yeah. on a wall. I remember watching that yeah. a couple years ago. That would be interesting. And Minecraft in yeah. AR actually was probably one of the cooler things. I'm like, that's that was what I one want. Of, that was one of my favorite things from E3 that year. Yeah, that that was one of the cooler I'm ones. I'm still waiting for it. Yep. And then, so we were, we were like looking at this going, oh, well, how can we talk about this? What would be cool? And it came to me like, what kind of games or what, what, what's your fantasy of this is what I want. This game is what I want in AR, VR, MR. I mean, my ultimate reality, uh, my ultimate dream would be the holodeck from Star Trek. Yes. Expensive as all get out. Yes. But uh, I actually have an MR game. Okay. Like, you would have to build a set for it, though. Okay. So, like. Money's take, no option. Let's do this. Yeah. Money is no object. Um, so, like, take the VR game, uh, the Enterprise game. The okay. Star Trek game, uh, but build a set for it. So that way, make it more MR so that you can get up and move around instead of uh, just being like bridge crew. I think that you're just in one chair. Yeah. And like have an actual panel and uh, with the mixed reality, then it overlays what would be on that panel uh -huh. uh, on the Star Trek computer. And like you can actually tap on it. So that way you can actually feel the tab, the table and everything. Oh my God. You're such a nerd. I'm such a nerd you're and I love it. A nerd. Oh, I would so play that. Oh I would, my God. I would pay to go to a place that was set up for it because I would love to actually go somewhere and just be like, I'm part of the enterprise crew. I am the science officer or the communications officer or the captain Look, I don't care what kind of look you are giving me. Like, I grew up wanting to be part of that bridge crew, and the VR experience just doesn't cut it. Do you want me to buy you the VR experience? Maybe. I think it's on sale this week. Yes. So we'll, we'll go take a look real Especially fast. Especially since now you can be on the Enterprise. Oh, yeah, that's true. For the next generation, the NCC-1701D. Oh, that's this podcast. Let's just leave it <laughs> on that one. And no singing. There's no singing in Star Trek. It's a whole other rant.
Yes, it is. I can't say too much because I because I, I, <laughs> I want to be an X wing pilot. Uh huh. That's my that's my dream. I know I can do it. I I bought the PlayStation VR pretty much to play Battlefront. To do yeah. the only the VR only experience the VR experience in I Battlefront. Crap less about the other game to do the VR experience, and that was awesome. Mm-hmm. I loved that, but I wanted I want to take it up a notch. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to play a full game, mm-hmm. and I want to be able to buy a peripheral that is a joystick. Yeah, to actually fly and have the throttle and yeah, like have the whole instrument layout. The, the instrument layout. So I'm with you on that. So I I am kind of yeah. on the same one. Just I don't need to go anywhere. Just give me something yeah. like um like for yours it's a little bit more contained. Yeah, give me like Steel Commander, that Xbox yeah. game that is the biggest controller ever, which I will get one day. <laughs> where it has like 48 buttons and something like that. Give me one of those panels that I can just prop in on this couch and I can jump into my X-wing or yeah. A-wing or anything or yeah. snow speeder. I don't care. Yeah, because yours is looking more at actual VR with yes. just real world controls. Which real world controls. Mine would be moving around, so it would need to be a mixed reality. Yes. I, that's that's what I want. I think... That would be really cool. That would be that would be awesome. I would absolutely love that. I'd pay the money for that like you would with mm-hmm. yours. But I, I'm kind of looking at this also going just... Or have, we, have we come and gone to the point of VR and AR? Like, has, I don't think so. I think that it needs to keep developing. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. sorry, everything that we have seen in just everything from movies and books and everything else, like Altered Carbon, where they have the hollow casts and yeah. it goes directly into your brain, uh, things like that. Future. Or, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It does lead to a lot of scary futures. Yeah. But it can also lead to amazing futures like Star Trek. <laughs> Look, there is peace. There is peace. That's in true. Star Trek. There's peace. That's let's be honest, that you're absolutely right. There isn't peace in like Ready Player One or Altered Carbon no. or The Matrix, even that's though the Matrix. That's why I'm saying Star Trek. Yeah, I guess you got me Gene on that. Gene Roddenberry had an amazing, peaceful view for the future. True. Very, very true. <laughs> we should all strive to be like Star Trek. <laughs> and with that <laughs> I am done. <laughs> so you can follow uh, if you're listening to us on the uh, this podcast on your favorite podcasting network. Thank you very much. Go ahead and subscribe, like, please uh, leave us a comment. Leave us a review. comment. I I literally got the email 100 saying we're on Spotify now. So we're on Yay! Spotify. Uh, Google Podcast, which I think is changing. We'll get to that later. Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast. Buzzsprout. Yes. Stitcher. Uh, Stitcher. We're on Stitcher as well. Yes. We're. Uh, if you're listening to this on YouTube, thank you very much. Subscribe to us. Follow our other shows that we do. Couch yeah. Capades, where we play video games. We're idiots, but we bring the ha-has. Yes. Um, like we said, our super secret project is we will be starting Twitch streaming soon. soon. So follow us there. Let us know what kind of games you want to see yes. us play. Um, you can find us on Facebook. Twitter. And Instagram. We are at the geek level. And don't forget. Always level up. Bye!